Yeah, so I can just do a quick introduction, you know, to myself. Um, I, my name is Shannon and I'm the founder and CEO of Trabaja, your modern day work tribe. We are a community-based recruiting platform for diverse tech talent. And yeah, so we are going to do, we're having an event today and it's focused specifically on securing the bag and negotiation strategies. Um, in honor of Latinas Equal Pay Day. So um, Maya, I will turn it over to you just to you know, introduce yourself and kind of what you are working on. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be here, everyone. My name is Maya, and I am currently a solution engineer at Salesforce. Um, pretty new to the tech world, I would say within the last three years or so, um, with a very windy, windy background. So I've had uh, lots of experiences with salary negotiations over the years to the point where it's become kind of a passion of mine to, to really talk about it and 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 uh, remove any of those uh, blockers that people might have or think that they you know have with, with having these conversations. So happy to be here. Um, really glad we have a small group so we can really answer like any questions and have a real conversation as well. Yeah, absolutely. So since this was like a very like impromptu, you know, um, virtual event, I would love to kind of just see where what would be like a good place to start. Should we share some of our experiences, like our backgrounds and um, some of the industries that we worked in to give like a clear <laughs> like definition of how we got to be so great at negotiations, which isn't always a pretty story, but I can start with a little bit of my story um, on how I learned more about salary negotiations. Um, I started my career in finance and I remember very often just being super excited about getting the opportunity and getting the offer. And so I always accepted the first offer. Like I didn't even know any better. I was just like, oh, <laughs> my first job was like $18 an hour. I'm like, yay, $18. Like, I'm rich. <laughs> yes. And it was right. You know, I don't even think I was out of college. I was like in my like junior year, maybe going into my senior year. But the work that I was doing now that I look back, I was doing so much work. Like, you know, I was a manager and I was, you know, doing manager level work and I was getting paid $18 an hour. For me, I thought I was rich until I started like realizing that these people have great cars. They can do all of these things. Like there is no way they can do that on $18 an hour. Um, the next role that I, I transitioned out of that role and I took another role in finance and I asked one of my peers what he was making. And, you know, it was a male and he told me he was making like $10,000 more than me. And I was like, how did you, you know, how were you able to get that? And he was like, I just asked. And I was like, oh, okay. So now I have to realize that I actually have to ask for more money, you know, but all, all this time I was just like taking notes and learning, you know, my do's and don'ts. But the very final one that I will say was like my epiphany moment when negotiating a salary <clears throat> was maybe like two years ago. I was coming back from, um, I, I did an internship in Silicon Valley at Adobe and I remember um, I was finishing that internship. So then I had to get a full-time role. And I remember just, you know, saying, you know, do you think 90 is, is okay? And I was talking to, you know, the people in California and they make 
you know, everything's expensive out there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I remember him telling me like, are you crazy? Like that is not enough. Like you need six figures plus you need benefits. You need this, you need that. And I was like, yeah, but what's the basis? He was like, you just left Adobe. That's the basis. Like (laughs) that's it. You know, that's all you have to say. And I was like, are you, are you sure? And he was like, I'm positive. Try it. So I went back and I originally had told the recruiter 90, but then I came back and said, you know what? Um, I'm not going to take anything less than 115. And they were like, that's a big increase from the 90 that you asked for. I was like, you know, but I had some time to think about it. I said, I'm getting my master's. You know, I just left a really big company. You know, I'm worth every penny, like whatever I said, you know, and they gave it to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was. <laughs> you know, just having that confidence and knowing that you deserve, like what you deserve is what you deserve and you will not budge unless, you know, that dollar amount is given. Like that just made me feel, you know, just so much more confident and in my ability to negotiate and also to ask. And I know we'll have tips going on, but would love to hear your story about how you got so great at negotiations. Um, Yeah, I actually have Google to thank for that. Um, (laughs) For even knowing that you're allowed to and encouraged to and in very many ways need to negotiate your salaries because I didn't know that I'm a first generation college student and graduate, you know, I like much like you, I was like, I just never get a job. Let alone one where I'm sitting down and making a lot of money, right? It, w- it wasn't until, I mean, by my second job, I was out earning my parents, right? So that is a difficult space to be in when you don't really have anything to reference, right? It's not like, oh, you know, people earn this much more than I do. So I'm making my way to that ceiling. It's like, oh, the ceiling's behind me now. I don't mm-hmm. even know what the space is. Um, so I turned to Google, um, and anytime that, because I would, I would have the conversations, you know, it moves a little bit. Once you, once you go from, you know, an hourly conversation to now you're going into a manager role that they ask you, but what are your salary expectations? And I'm like, what, what, but how the heck am I supposed to know? (laughs) Um, and my first job, um, you know, outside of, you know, working in the mall and stuff was I was in the military. So in the military, there is no negotiation. This is what you make. And it's clear across the board, right? doesn't matter what your job is by your grade is how much money you make. So coming out of that, it was a whole new world for me to even think about, like, you're asking me, well, how much is the job pay? I don't understand mm-hmm. why you're asking me. Why is the onus on me when right. you know how much the job pays? I don't know how much the job pays. How much money do you have? Um, so I turned to Google and I, and I was like, oh, so you're able to give a number and you can try to figure out a number. And we're talking back in like, I don't know, 2005, six, you know, where, you know, there was not much on the internet, but whatever was there was probably mm-hmm. wrong. <laughs> so I would just kind of do a lot of research. And then I, I came across a couple of sites that people would give negotiating tips and I just started to try them. Um, my first time that I would say it worked. So sort of like my first big win was actually when I was going from, uh, so I always made a point to negotiate my role from that point onward, right? My first job that I just took what they gave me, I was like, mm. like, I was a little mad about it. Once I realized that I could have gotten more, I was like, I got you next time. So mm-hmm. the next role I made sure to negotiate. I had my, my little, my, my, my range that I was going to give them and all of that. But when I was moving from a role that I was like, 
borderline about to be fired from if I'm being perfectly honest um <laughs> and I was leaving it just wasn't a good fit to my next role I walked in that room super confident like you know you need me I know you need me this is how much I'm working for or I'm not going back I'm not doing right. this or nothing and it was about a $25,000 increase from where I was for basically the same job Mm-hmm. I felt so daring, <laughs> right? right? Like, you can do that, right? Because it was basically the same role as a technically a lateral move, but I was like, no, I come with this much more experience. So to your point, like having had that, 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 that internship, whenever you have those accomplishments, I always make a point to take note of those accomplishments because the price just went up, right? Oh, yeah. And I can say I something, <laughs> the price just went up. I, that's it. Now you have to pay me what I think I'm worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never look back from that point. Yeah. I love that. I love that story. Just, you know, learning from the many lessons and experiences that you've had over the years and applying them and then finally having enough and being confident, um, in your worth and knowing what, you know, you deserve. That's how it's supposed to be. Um, I would love to either if anyone on the call wants to share their experience or if you have a specific question centered around, you know, negotiating salaries or, you know, maybe a question about something yeah. that you've experienced. Hand up. Sierra's ready. <laughs> Was there a hand up? Yeah, I saw Sierra Bentley has her hand up. I don't know if you did that on purpose, Sierra, but we're ready. Oh, yeah. Hi. Um. So I was going to say, so when you are negotiating a salary with an employer, did you, um, did either of you find yourself like breaking down what you have to offer? So like, do you say like, I have this degree and I have this experience or just kind of like putting that number out there? Um, go ahead if you want to take that, Shannon. Um, <laughs> so no, you can go first. I'm still okay. Um, so yeah, so for myself, no. <laughs> like, no, I don't, I don't have to justify my number to you. Um, I think it, it just I found those templates online that were like, hey, based on what I found on the internet and my experience, like that same little template, I basically just used that, but I had my talking points ready. Sort of like if you if you want to have a back and forth conversation, if you want to have a conversation about it, I'm ready. Um, and the way that I developed my talking points was going through the job rack, right? Understanding what really understanding what they need are especially from the conversation from the interviews if you can figure out what are the what is they what are they really hiring for here like what is the actual problem they're looking to solve that you know you can do more better than anybody else even if that is I can learn faster than anybody else you've ever met in your life um that is my talking point right so if you need to have a conversation for me to justify this I have no problem but in terms of like when I when I uh send my counter offer in no I don't I don't I don't take they take the time to give them like a bullet list of why I think it's so. Men don't do it. Why should I? No, I agree. Um, I have not been asked to do that. And like, like you said, um, Maya, like if they do ask to at least have something ready, you know, even if, you know, they say like, what's the justification around, you know, the $25,000 increase from your past role or something like that. Um, and like you said, the price went up, you know, I've been doing this past job for three, you know, this role for three years. When I started, I was only at one year. So now the price went up. 
Um, you can even just talk about like fair market value and like, and region based on the region, based on years experience, you know, this is, you know, what's a fair market rate for this position. So I think just being always being overly prepared is, is just a good rule of thumb for anything. And yeah, I mean, if they're asking, that's a little annoying, but you know, like they're allowed. (laughs) Have you ever been told for raise negotiation, not new role, that their data already incorporates location experience, almost implying that their data is updated? Um, I have, I've been told that once. um, And I, I mean, internally I laughed. Um, because then I fire back, well, yeah, but you don't have me, right? You're, you're not factoring in me because the, the truth of the matter is sure. You may have already decided a salary range, you know, whatever, because of all your math and, you know, algorithms and what have you, no offense to anyone who writes algorithms, but sure. But the, the, the determining factor is me, right? You don't have me. That number that you have set forth is for an average person to do this job, and I'm not an average person. So therefore, I expect to be compensated as the above average individual that I am. Um, so that's a different conversation. And you'll notice over the years, and I, I'm sharing maybe we've experienced this too, where like you'll have same role, same experience, same everything, but someone someone always makes a little bit more, whether it's a sign-on bonus or whatever. It's because, oh, well, they have this little extra. I got plenty extra. So you, I understand your baseline. And I'll take that. But now where's the extra for me? Because what you're getting is me. You're not getting an average person. You're not getting just someone to check off the boxes. You're getting someone who's coming in with experience and passion and drive and willingness to learn and coachability and all these things that you say you want. You can't quantify that. That's that which you can't teach. So mm-hmm. that what you can't teach, you can't quantify. I, I, I can't, but you can. <laughs> right? It's the number that I'm coming in um, and saying yeah. that I agree to work for. I love that. I love that so much. Um, saying that that extra factor is, you know, you as a person, um, you know, like that's the advantage that you're getting by having me within your organization is brings me, you know, not anyone else, but me. Um, and I think that that also comes down to like the stage that you're in, you know, in terms of like either the hiring or like you know, how comfortable you are with your position and like where you are within the company. I think those all play like really important, like really big factors into just how confident you feel and how you express those wants and needs in terms of salary benefits and anything else you want to negotiate, right? Um, I always tell people to negotiate from a place of power. And so that to me just means that you know exactly like what you bring to the table. So like, and then once you know that you're getting down to the final round and you know that you're one of the last ones standing, you're like, okay, there has to be something in me that they're seeing, you know, that's keeping me around and just having enough confidence to just ask, you know, just ask for it um, and not budging until they meet your non-negotiables. Do you have non-negotiables? Um, always have non-negotiables <laughs> you always should have those even if even if in your mind you're like man is it the, the worst thing no like 
you should have like your list of things that you're like, no, like, and the, you know, what? I'll walk before I, I say yes to this. Um, e- even in, if in the back of your mind, it's not the most important thing in the world. It still, it still gives them that notion of I'm not budging, right? I'm standing yeah. on my own feet. And this is the, these are the things that are most important to me. And it doesn't have to, by all means, you don't want an extensively long list because then you just, then it's just difficult, but your, your two or three things are, you're like, no, this, this is it for me. Because again, you want me. It's like, do you want a warm body or do you want me, right? You want someone mm-hmm. who's going to help excel, who's going to solve this problem you have, who's going to bring you your organization to the next level. You've identified me as a candidate for a reason. To your point, if we're narrowing down. I'm still here for a reason, mm-hmm. right? What are we even, what, what are you discussing here? And yeah. to take you back a little bit of what you said, Shannon, you don't always have to negotiate just the number, right? Because truth be told, in some organizations, they're capped right? The, the, the salary number is what it is for a number of different factors. It is what it is, but that doesn't mean you can't negotiate additional benefits, additional time off, a sign-on bonus stock. Like you have so many levers you can pull where you can say, I understand you can't pay me any more money, but how about these things, <laughs> right? Let's have a conversation about a different way that I can be compensated to bridge mm-hmm. that gap. Um, I've had, I've had those conversations. I've had that be successful as well, where they can't meet my salary expectations, but they bridged it in a sign-on bonus or additional stock options or something like that. Mm -hmm. I've actually had a friend and she used to work. um, She works in San Francisco and she works at like, um, like Uber corporate office. But I remember her telling me how she negotiated to be paid as an hourly employee instead of being paid as a salary employee because the amount of work and effort that she was going to be was going to put in was going to exceed 40 hours a week so she wanted to get paid her time and a half (laughs) of course of course I never thought about that until she told me that and I was like oh my goodness when I was working 70 hours a week in finance during budgeting (laughs) and forecasting season um I could have been getting paid time and a half if I would have negotiated an hourly, you know, pay. I know that may not work for every role, but I just thought that that was so smart of her to negotiate that. So like, that's something to be considered. How much work am I going to be doing for this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, do I actually have flexibility? Because people say that, you know, you have a salaried role and that means you get flexibility, but do I actually have that? right? Like, am I able to say I'm going to take three days off because I just worked 40 hours in two days, right? Cause I, cause it's, it's the end yeah. of the month, end of the quarter, end of the year. And I have to compile all these reports or whatever. If I actually have that flexibility, then of course, in, each individual make their decision. Maybe that's worth it to you because you can balance your own time. If I cannot mm-hmm. balance my own time, then to your point, I want to get paid for all of my time. Right. Yes. Yes, absolutely. If my hours are exceeding 40 hours a week, yes, then I need to be compensated. Compensate. In addition to time off or give me some money, which one of the other. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Does anyone else have um, any other questions? Can you can um I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I do have a question. Can you hear me? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, I know you all talked about um, different ways to negotiate, whether if the salary is truly fixed and they can't budget on that, but there's other ways to negotiate like benefits and stock and so forth. But what if in some industries, um, you know, 
I guess for me, as I'm learning how to negotiate salaries, you know, when I see the position and they even list the salary range, like this is as high as we can go. Do I still at least have that ask if I get to the end, like the third or like the very last interview stage and then they make an offer? I'm like, okay, I know you said this, but I know what I can bring and I can go through the spiel that Maya had mentioned of, I know my worth and what I can bring to the companies. It's still worth at least asking, even in those environments, like we can't go above this number and they'll be listed in the the JD or something like that. Thank you. Sure, that's a great question. Um, I would say yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Without a doubt, you wanna go in, even if you end up accepting their terms, because ultimately if you make the decision that this is a good move for you, um, and you're willing to, to stick with their salary, I always say you, you always counter offer, even if you are ultimately going to accept theirs, because it does still put in their minds, oh, this, this person knows their value, right? I'm getting a deal, right? Almost like, I'm going to do you a favor. You know, I'll do you a favor. <laughs> and maybe you negotiate, you know, a, a promotion within a year, like, hey, can we reevaluate this salary in a year's time? I want that in writing, ladies, in writing. <laughs> I want it in writing that we're going to re- reevaluate my salary in a year's time. And if I hit these specific metrics, and that warrants an X amount percentage of my salary increase. Can we have that conversation, right? So basically, can we table this for later and provide I bring you the value that we agree that I'm going to give you, I want that money then. And then I'm willing to say yes. Um, so you can still have that conversation, even if you're willing to take it, but get it in writing for future wise. Let's have this conversation again a year from now. And then, you know, iron out some really good metrics, hit those metrics. And then you're like, okay, what's up? Otherwise I'm walking. Right. Because at that point, you'll have a, you'll have a year's time in there, plus your tangible things that you proved the price just went up. Right. You're going to be afraid that I'm going to leave and I might just leave if you don't give me what I'm asking you for. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. That's really helpful. Yeah. I love it. It was a much better answer than I had. Um, so <laughs> we're going we're gonna to leave with that. Um, I did. <laughs> I did want to say that this that also kind of ties into like the non-negotiables or what you absolutely won't go um, below. So that's something that I just want to, I just wanted to add, you know, to what Maya says is just make sure that you're not taking anything that's beneath your non-negotiables because, you know, you just, you won't be happy in general. And so you also want to be somewhere where you feel like you're valued, whether if that's coming as your minimum ask for your salary or your time off or whatever that hasn't, um, is tied to how you feel, um, how you come into an organization and feel valued, then just make sure you just don't go underneath that. That's all I'm going to say. Because yeah, you won't be happy. Number, right, exactly. You won't be happy. It needs to be a number that makes sense, right? It needs to be whatever that number is that you decide to sign off on, it needs to make sense to you because ultimately you you're, you're then have to deliver value. Right. And it's hard to do so when you're 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 concerned about, you know, this or that, or you can't make this work or that work, you have to take on three other jobs to make it work. Like at that point, it's almost like, was that even worth it? You know, it really it just it needs to make sense, um, whatever the number is. So that definitely having a threshold of I cannot go below this, that needs to exist. Love that, love that. Um, okay, awesome. I don't have, I mean, we could go until 5.30. I had anticipated this to be like a quick fireside for 30 minutes. We're approaching that time. Um, I did want to also add in our, 
the launch of our transparent salary database. So it currently has over 2,600 salaries in tech, in the tech industry. Um, there's marketing roles in there as well, like the business side of tech as well. So it's not just software engineers and things like that. There's also, you know, digital marketing or social media or um, account manager roles within technology. And it's broken down by gender and we also have um, uh, ethnicity in there as well so that you can see just how much is being um, that everyone is negotiating within different industries and within each function. So I'm going to add that in. Maya, please share your LinkedIn. Everyone wants to connect with you and also um, uh, if you have any like final final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts. Um, do do some Googling. Um, I would say Google was my best teacher uh, in terms of learning how to negotiate. Do reach out to people to network. If you find someone who has a job that's similar, doesn't matter if it's another company, um, and they, they'll walk you through those conversations that they probably had to have themselves. Like, you know, you have LinkedIn, find people. If you're looking at a job at a specific company or, you know, a specific role that's new to you, try to find someone who's done it before, um, even if it was in their past or is their current role in a different organization and, and pick their brain a little bit so that you can feel confident in the decision that you're making. Awesome. And then I'm just attaching the salary database to the chat. If you can just add your salary anonymously, it's gonna go just a long way just for everyone to have just transparent salary across the board, across tech. You know, maybe eventually we'll expand to other industries, but right now, you know, our focus is here. So definitely wanna get as much data points as possible to help professionals within the Tribaha network negotiate um, good salaries for their next opportunity. That is it. Thank you so much, Maya. This has been great. I feel like we need to bring you back. 30 minutes was not enough. Happy to do it. Um, Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. Yes, yeah. our summit is coming up. Um, Diversity Tech Summit is coming up March 23rd to the 25th. So we will be doing a request for speakers. I think we should have you back again to do more salary negotiations and um, on a bigger stage. So thank you everyone for coming. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Bye, everyone. Take care. Have a good one. Bye.